Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Or if you're new here, hi, hello, and welcome. Um, I hope that you guys are doing well, feeling well, staying well, and being well. I am currently in the middle of multiple deadlines. (laughs) Your girl has just, uh, y'all remember when we were praying for this dream to come true. Uh, to become a published writer. Um, So this is the work of the things that we prayed for, but we praise God because we are living in the times that we have prayed for. Um, So, you know, just feeling really grateful, also feeling slightly stressed, but I wanted to make sure that I got you guys a episode. I don't like missing weeks. Y'all know that. Y'all know that y'all had tell me like, yo, take a break, take a break, chill out. Um, and so I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate how my audience just not y'all not even an audience. I can't even call y'all that y'all like a community. And I love how y'all rally around me, especially in times where you're like, yo, you're stressed out, you need a break. Um, I'm not stressed out. I don't necessarily need a break, but I do need to laugh. Um, and I don't know if you listened to last week's episode. If you didn't, you've missed a lot of fun. Last week's episode was entitled looking, looking where I sat down with the hilarious and the brilliant, always a joy to have him on the show, my husband Earl, to offer us some unique, <laughs> unique and insightful, insightful maybe, um, takes on very interesting things. Um, and so, yeah, he's, He's so funny. He's so funny. And y'all are still DMing me about that episode. I, I'm glad y'all enjoyed it. If you missed it, go ahead on and get your laugh on. Um, Cause it's, it's ridiculousness, but we had a great time doing it. Um, and I'm glad it resonated with a lot of you guys this week. I have, before I talk about what we're doing this week, um, thank you to everybody who y'all are constantly supporting the work. I was recently, given the opportunity to write a piece on affirmations for black children, um, in parents magazine. Uh, well it was formerly parents magazine. Now it's parents.com. Um, they have a publication called kindred and it's focusing on black parenting, black parenthood, black children. Um, and someone's sitting around, probably none of my listeners cause y'all already know somebody's going to ask though, why do we need an individual parenting publication for black parents well to be honest as a new black parent and I gave birth to my child in 2020 I didn't see a lot of representation in the parenting space for black people like didn't see it at all and so I was wondering and I'm confused and I'm like all right okay so I know there's black parents out there Um, that coupled with a lot of the hate that I personally experienced when, you know, creating the content that I do on TikTok, a lot of y'all are coming from TikTok. So y'all know, um, y'all seen them, them comments. Um, yeah, that coupled with, you know, some of the terrible things I was hearing about black, black fathers in specific, um, that black fathers are absent, which we know 
both through lived experience and through data that has been collected that is not true. Black fathers are some of the most involved fathers, some of the most involved fathers. Um, and that, you know, we could talk about that. And also how black motherhood, if she's a single mom, is somehow invalidated, which is wild to me, gross to me, disgusting to me. It's just like, all right, she takes care of her kids. And if she takes care of her kids, like if, they're, if the family's happy, if the family's doing the best that they can, whether she's single or not, her motherhood is still valid. Her mother stood, her motherhood is still amazing. Um, just because you have terrible stereotypical views of black people doesn't mean that our families are affected by your terrible stereotypes. That being said, I'm grateful that Kindred came about. I've been trying to write for them forever, forever, between y'all and me. Whew. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's another actually no that might be a story for patreon um but yes your girl has been trying to write for them forever pitching and stuff like that so i'm glad that one of my stories finally made it in i am on deadline for another story for them so y'all keep your girl in prayer um because we are out here working this week i had the opportunity to sit down with another fantastic wonderful person in my sphere that i have been blessed and privileged and honored to just breathe the same air she she's breathed um she's breathing and god i love this person so much i can't even tell you guys how much i love this person so i'm not going to tell you who it is because you're going to get hear it in this next segment so y'all enjoy i'll catch y'all back at the end of the show all right y'all let's have some fun this week i have invited one of my favorite people Literally the first friend I ever had in my Aww. entire life, my older sister, because I can't call you big sister because we're literally looking eye to eye now. My older sister, Kalita. Kalita, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell the people about yourself. Fun fact. Hi. <laughs> fun fact. Jesus. You have fun facts. Um, I am Kalita. I'm Whitney's older sister. Uh, I don't know. I'm a dizzy lover. I'm you a blurred. I'm you a are. mother of two amazing daughters fantastic of multiple um <laughs> lots of humans <laughs> amazing humans um what else i don't know i'm a chemist an incredible um, chemist yes continue that's that's it. Oh, i like to bake and cook she has an incredible business called ruthie's bakery boutique I mean, sure. <laughs> it's amazing. That. She makes all our cakes. Anything, any cake that you see on Instagram where it says Ruthie's, just go ahead and follow Ruthie's. Just go ahead. Just go ahead and I follow mean, Ruthie's. Yes, yes. Do that. Yes. And I'll make you a cake. She's also a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Incorporated. Yes. yes. So we are sisters and sorors. Literally sisters and sorors. And I'm so Accurate. excited to have you with Yay! me. And we're going to have some fun. Like I said, y'all, we're going to keep things light. Um, so I saw a thread on Twitter. It was a literal thread on Twitter and I went back to find it and I cannot find it. And I don't know if this is hateful ass trolls that reported it. It's probably more than likely Uh hateful ass trolls. Um, but the whole entire thread was things that aren't racist, but feel racist. And it was uh-huh. very, very entertaining. It was very, very funny. And for anyone who's not in their feelings about this type of stuff, <laughs> this type of stuff is very entertaining. You don't understand. Like, we don't get to laugh about racism often. But when we do, no. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to laugh about yep. it. And so I decided that, you know, it'd be great to share this conversation with my older sister, who is like the funniest person I know outside of. I'm not. <laughs> next, you and Earl, you and Earl together. Let me tell y'all. I'm not going to tell business, but when these two get together, they start talking. It's over. It's done. It's finished. We, are, we end up laughing the whole time. Um, so do you want me to start or do you want to start with things that um, aren't racist, but feel racist? You- here you go. You start. Okay. Then, no problem. Yeah. First one. Things that aren't racist, but feel like it. Mm-hmm. Cracker Barrel. Oh, yeah. And Bob <laughs> Evans. That's on my list. <laughs> Absolutely Cracker Barrel. Absolutely. Not, not Bob Evans. And Bob Evans. I, I, I've been to Bob Evans one time, but Cracker Barrel's my jam. I will eat there. We love Cracker Barrel. It's definitely a slave cabin turned uh, restaurant. Okay. And you see all the, you see those photos of people <laughs> looking at you. Like they look, they're looking at me like I used to own you. And I'm like, yeah. I don't like it. What do you, why are you sitting at the table? Why are you sitting at the table? When Arise. You go to that hearth and start <laughs> making yeah. some eggs. I taught you how to read. <laughs> Is that a menu You're not I see? You're that menu. I don't know Bob Evans just feels racist to me you ever see this packaging too it's just like red white and blue packaging I don't know just no I'm a, I'm going like, it's funny because I'm going to hand it to you Bob Evans, <laughs> Bob Evans took me out yeah I think it's all the well for Cracker Barrel. It's also all the stuff like the random plows and stuff yes. hanging up. Plows, all, like the hand washing um, board. Yeah, all, like the wa- Yeah, what is that thing called where you like uh, wash the clothes on it? Mm-hmm. Oh no, washboard. I guess it's a washboard. Is it a washboard? Gotta, gotta Google it. Yes, y'all tell us if it's. A, I bet you they're just sitting there, just like it's a washboard. Um, right, yeah, we'll random stuff like all that random chachka on uh-huh. the thing, and I'm like, mm, this feels like I'm about to be taken back. Did you ever see Antebellum? No, mommy wants me to watch it though, and I haven't watched the it yet. Janelle Monet film, I watched it. Yes. Um, I'm not ready to yet. I have to be. It's okay. Get ready in my okay. I you got ready it. in my spirit. Yeah, like I'll never. There's movies I'll never watch. That that'll be another episode, another day. Movies I'll uh-huh. never watch, but I'll tell other people like. I'll encourage people, other people to watch it so I don't have to watch it. You have to watch it. Let me <laughs> you, know how you like it. Yes, because I, <laughs> I'm i a sensitive soul and I won't sleep for the yes. next... No, 12 no, Years a Slave is one of those. No, I can't watch that one either. Mm-mm, nope. Can't, watch, can't watch 12 Years a Slave. I know it made... It literally landed Lupita's career. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can't do it. She, happy for her. Can't, can't do, do it. it. Shan't do it. I have one movie this year that's going to take everything out of me emotionally and it's Wakanda forever you know and that's my year and that's gonna be it you want to talk about it let's talk about it and then we'll get back to the topic um (laughs) this damn trailer Ryan Coogler and this damn trailer that's no it's the song no woman no cry Kalita yes and the part that I think everybody's missing at the end is um Nikita saying whispering Wakanda forever that just sends it over the edge I was done I was done I was finished I was like oh so we're so people are dying like when Angela Bassett said I gave y'all my whole family family haven't I given y'all enough haven't I given y'all I'm like that's black women everywhere that's black women everywhere that's us all everywhere I can't I can't take it anymore I'm literally (sighs) bleeding drowning dying and nobody pays attention because you're supposed to bleed drown and die as a black woman for some reason Mm. if you're not 
being abused mm. as a black woman, mm. you can't live a soft life. Then you're not. You're There's not no such thing. Right. There's no such thing as a soft life for right. a black woman. No, no, no not at all. Not. No, not at all. Not at all. Remotely. Um, now that we've depressed all of you, but no, no, please go see Wakanda forever. <laughs> I am. I'm going, um, I've already planned to go the night before. Kaylee has asked, can we get dressed? I said, absolutely, yes. So. Wait, did you call? We'll talk after this. Because, <laughs> like, I'm like, I want to go. Well, I remember we dressed up to go see Black Panther. I'm like, are we dressing in funeral clothes? Like, I was talking to somebody. They said they're going to wear all white. But- Everybody was saying all white, but I think I'm going to do a Dora Milaje red, gold. I love thing. it. And you know how the Delta's looking red, so. Yeah, you already know. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go that route. Yeah, yeah, this is gonna be great. Um, it is gonna be well, awesome. we're gonna have to find a sitter because I'm otherwise, gonna be in tears. Oh, I'm but it's gonna be awesome. It's going, I'm already so sad on the way to the theater while I'm watching the other previews. <laughs> Not the previews, girl. Before while I'm getting dressed, let's start. Let's start. Let's just start crying. I'm getting dressed. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just being in tears. We're in essence going to a funeral. It's fine. We're all in yeah, grief. So, uh, let's do a celebration. Let's call a celebration, it a celebration celebration of life. Of life. A celebration yeah, of so life. It's going to be hard. Whew, it's going to be hard. Yes. I'm excited to see that, and I'm excited to see Woman King. Oh, yes. We have to do that, too. Absolutely. Um, I was like, that had a great aesthetic as well. Black women that uh-huh. beat the tar out of <laughs> European colonizers? Sign me yes. the up sign me yep, up we're gonna watch it all speaking we're of which speaking of which somebody to come over here no yeah dare i dare i dare i dare i throw axes did i tell you that story about the axes <laughs> yes, yes i'm gonna tell y'all about the axes so <laughs> the night <laughs> that oh here's another thing that that led me to something that's racist what that's not overtly racist that feels like it so what you said axes gun stores like <gasps> gun stores feel very racist <laughs> i just threw something like, at my sister i don't know if y'all know i like to purchase yes. a firearm but i will not the guns and ammo store can't go inside not even the guns can't and ammo inside. show I, no <laughs> no not the show either not the I show either both them bitches like, is no, racist Mm-mm. i may not come out <laughs> <laughs> nope they're gonna end up selling you i'm trying to tell you uh, you're right you gotta be yes, careful they had a little jail in there or something not a little jail <laughs> Yosemite Sam's back there waiting for me. Oh, so I can't. why do we? Why do we enjoy Yosemite Sam the way we did, knowing because that he mommy. was? Yes, yes, but it was Yosemite Sam and that damn chicken. What was his name? The big chicken. Alcorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> also, feels racist. <laughs> Feels very, very racist. Foghorn, leghorn. <laughs> damn Yosemite Sam. I mean, yes. Yes. I agree. Oh, oh God, that made my eyes water. Oh, that was great. Yep. All right. I guess I'll take this next one. <laughs> oh, my God. Kalita won. Kalita cleared the board with that. those two. No, you won. You won. Um, that just popped, that just popped in my That head. was, see, this is yes. the, the magic of podcasting. <laughs> the magic of podcasting. I told you would be amazing. Um, decorating oh, with cotton. Oh, or, we- or wearing it. <laughs> yes. Wait, wearing it like the fabric? Like we're wearing right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just randomly wearing cotton shirts? Just Feels racist? Yes, yeah, just walk in it's just like a vase full of cotton. Yep, nope. No, and people love not. it people no. love it so much they love decorating with cotton big no. fluffy and it comes out that stalk mm-hmm. and i'll be looking like no it's, it's a million other plants you could have found why cotton the earth why is cotton? covered in plants beautiful it ones is. 
gorgeous no, ones. Cotton. And you picked cotton, literal nope. cotton. Nope. Mm -mm. That's, that's a red flag. I don't like that's it. A red flag. Nope, don't like it. I don't like it. At I don't all. like it at all. All right, what you got? White people that own German shepherds. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that just feel like sickum activity? Well, I have a theory that, and I feel like some a German Shepherd owner is going to correct me on this. This is a personal theory of mine that I have uh -huh. witnessed. If there was a racist dog, uh -huh. it would be the German Shepherd. German Shepherd, absolutely. It'd be a hundred percent the German Shepherd. hundred mm -hmm. <clears> percent. <throat> you're not telling me you saw mm -mm. a picture of a German Shepherd attacking a black human. You're mm -mm. like, that's the dog for me. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. I don't care if you got it as a puppy. Nope. I don't care. Nope. 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 It just feels racist. Just feels it. It's, absolutely. Okay, I'll stay away from you now. I know better. No. Yeah. No. Gotcha. You just 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 put the just put the hood on. Just put the KKK hood on. <laughs> God. Just go, just go ahead. Just go ahead. I, I, I'm not coming her. over. I'm not coming over. My kids won't b walk by nope. on Halloween. Nope. We will leave your ass alone. We absolutely. got it. Bye. Um, I got another one for you. Okay. A American flags in the front yard. Yep, absolutely. Everyone. <laughs> Every Everyone. single one. Everyone. People who matter. decorate with American flags. I'm like, mm. Nope. No. The people that, that that's mm. their whole personality. Mm. No. Definitely racist. America. No. <laughs> people who wear, no. um, uh, this is not on my list, but people who wear uh, eagles, random eagles, like <laughs> on their shirts and stuff like that. Yes. It's just like a black shirt. It's usually like tore up like, somehow. Why? It's just like why? Like people that have lived in other countries, I'm pretty sure you don't go to Paris and you see the French flag hanging from their doorway. Doesn't their bother me. And they're wearing it as clothing. Like doesn't bother I think me. That's only an American thing. Only an here. American thing. Literally only American thing. People could come from every other country. <laughs> every other country, and I'm like, yeah. oh, look at the patriotism. As soon as I see an American yeah. flag, <clears throat> no, Trumpers feels mm -hmm. racist. Absolutely. What else you got? Um, okay. This was a little different. And you know how I feel about Harry Potter. You already said cotton t-shirts were racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what you got? So, um, Order of the Phoenix. Yes. How they treated Luna when they first met her. I, Not oh, fight me. Not overtly racist. Fight me. But. Fight me the, over so, Luna. So, they're already marginalized because they're wizards. Mm -hmm. And then now in their wizard community, they're treating Luna like she's a nutsell. Mm -hmm. Like they're marginalizing her. Mm -hmm. So. Not overtly racist, but, but racist. It's not even black, <clears throat> but racist. Certainly racist. No, but and racist. while we're while we're playing around there, the idea of the mud blood feels racist. Yeah, absolutely, positively. That is a hundred percent racism. Yeah. Why mud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why mud? Mm -hmm. Why mud? Hundred percent. J.K. 100%. Since we're already on your ass, why mud, J.K.? <laughs> Shit. A hundred percent. Mm mm. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't like the way they treated Luna. I don't like the way they treated a lot of people in that film, but mm -hmm. in those films rather. But we're still gonna yes. watch it. <laughs> I am. I, I was the at the Franklin's too. I love Harry Potter. I love it. We love Harry um, Potter. Harry Potter's yes. sacred to us. Absolutely. 100%. And the people that assume Hermione is white. Which was a bad if you assumption. Typecast a character in your head as non person of color because they're intelligent. Go ahead and just put you on the list. Right. Anyone who had a problem with Rue in the Hunger Games. Um, Yes. Anybody? With her all, being black. Yes. 
first of all, any one of you raggedy, nose-picking, <laughs> acne-ridden, basement-living 45-year-olds who are still upset at Star Wars for casting, for having diversity. Because you could believe in yeah. aliens. And you could believe no. in the Force. But God forbid right. a brown no person. In Star Wars. Or in... um Prime is doing um, Lord of the Rings. And right. Like, There's no black people. Right. Like, uh, why not? Why not? <laughs> why? Why not? Why? It's literally trolls and wizards <laughs> and, and elves. Dragons. A- anything dragons. else. Dra- motherfucking dragons. <laughs> anything else. You will follow Schmeagol. Flying. As far as he will take you. Flying fiery lizards. No. Out of the question. No. God forbid. No. Okay. There's no such. So there's no such thing you. as black people in this world. Gotcha. Gotcha. Y'all are so strange. Like just so just mm-hmm. odd. Just odd people. Odd. <clears throat> odd. I I got another one for you. Uh-oh. Banjos. <laughs> A banjo feels inherently racist. <laughs> oh my god. Come on. Okay, you yes. heard it play. Yes, <laughs> because as soon as you see the banjo, you see the minstrel. So yes, I got you. So no, you I was thinking. Melon in there. I was thinking about the hills have eyes. I was thinking about them folk. Oh, got it. Them yes. playing it. Mm-mm. Got it. Yes. And I got yeah. another one for you. No. Over- and now it makes it like feel like wind chimes are falling to that. Don't talk and about wind chimes. <laughs> Those are sacred. Now. I know, but that's what it feels like when you get the banjo. I felt like that all. I saw a porch banjo, wind chimes, rocking chair, dust. Not a rocking chair. Things. Well, dust. I will, I'll say dust is racist. Absolutely, dust is racist. Dust. 100%. Oh, 100%. I was going to say overalls. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Overalls. Flap over. Yep. I got another one for you. Cowboy hats and boots. And pickup trucks. That was on my list. But yeah. <laughs> cowboy hats and cowboy boots yes. inherently yep. feel racist. Uh-huh. Yep. It Absolutely. does. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. Right with you. Y'all could see it. Y'all y'all see it. I know y'all do. <laughs> don't 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 shrug at us. Like what the hell y'all talk about? No, you see no, it. You understand. You, you see understand it. You understand the it. vision. What you got? You get the vision. Um that so I don't know what this flag is. That yellow flag with a snake, I guess like yep, tread that's on a hundred percent racist. I don't know what it stands <clears throat> for. I don't know who uses it, but every time I see it I go racist. You're racist. I yep. got yep, yep, yep. as a brown person I need yep, to stay yep, away. Yep. Mm-hmm. I stay away. Yep. That's fine. Put it up. I know where to be. Mm-hmm. You got it. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, people who go to vacation on Lake Lanier. Oh yeah. Not a good idea. Y'all. Not it's a good idea at all. haunted as fuck on Lake yeah. Lanier. Definitely a flooded town. And the people that think, no, the black people just moved out. No, they, they didn't. They flooded. There's, there's, they a, flooded. there's whole cemeteries with bodies still down there. Y'all. Yep. Uh, the nope, answer there was a idea. there was a boat on freaking fire this past weekend just in, in the middle of the lake in the water the ancestors yep. are not pleased no, i just found out about their stuff i just found out that they did that to three at least three other towns mm. at least three i'm that's like that's horrible that's why we have global warming the ancestors are just like we're <laughs> just gonna burn you up but that's the thing like the people that say don't um they like segregation y'all go have your own community we tried that we did y'all came and tore it and burned everything down we did so we, we were doing that for a long time and then once mm-hmm. y'all got afraid or thought we were doing too much y'all came and fucked everything up yeah and so, then and then had the audacity to ask us hey where's your stuff why don't y'all build your own stuff every time we, we do did. every time y'all we do that's what every y'all do time. y'all can't help yourselves every single time um 
I got one. Well, we already said pickup trucks. Shout out to all the people who are not racist who own pickup trucks. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah. Whenever we see yeah. the pickup truck. And if you love these things and you're actually non-problematic and non-racist, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And we're not here to this, we're not here to judge, but this is complete judgment. Um, the people who have the balls ornament hanging from the bottom <laughs> of their car. Explain. Explain. <laughs> so it's literally a male's testicles. That they yes. put onto the back of their vehicle. And it's usually a pickup truck or some other very large unnecessary vehicle. Like pickup trucks, if you're working, I get that. I understand that. I, I respect mean, yes, that. You, you but pick, a pickup truck, but when you live. You're driving a McDonald's to work, you don't really need a You don't pickup need truck, a pickup do you? truck. Like, okay. you're the one that everybody calls to help move. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Chad. That's fantastic. Appreciate it, homie. Thank you so much. But at the same time, bruh. Like, please don't put those balls you on your car. Don't put. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Don't put the. Don't put the balls on your car. Don't do it. It that it's no. it's awful. Mm-mm. No, thank you. We're good. We don't want to see yours or your cars. No, no, please, please, for the love of God and uh, and the and yeah. sweet fellowship of the of the holy of holy <laughs> spirit, please. Um. Do you have another one? Let me see. So. I have apparently Sesame Street performers. Um, <laughs> oh my god. She almost me killed to, me. Didn't mean to choke you. Wrong time to drink tea. My bad. Oh, oh god. Hmm. On the list. Lord have mercy. And it's like, where, where are the, what is that, Doylestown? It's not far. It's Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, you're right. It's Pennsylvania out there. I know everybody who doesn't live in Philadelphia thinks like, oh, it's Philadelphia. No. As a Philadelphia, I'm trying to tell you. That area. No. You come to Philadelphia and you're going to see all different types of people, but also black people. And there's certain parts of Philly you guys stay out of or not linger in. Yeah, especially certain hours, but you're fine. The further you get away from Philadelphia. The further you get away from Philadelphia, the more problematic it becomes for oh yeah i didn't mean us i meant like the racist part of the philadelphia oh yeah yeah, yeah. also yeah, there, yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah south philly also feels racist i mean i was trying not to the mummers the mum high five to the mummer the mummers the mummers feels racist uh-huh. you gotta google it yep. look it up uh-huh. i'm not even gonna we're not even gonna explain yep. that one i want nope. that's homework nope. for y'all tonight Absolutely. for cultural yep. homework the mummers <laughs> Cultural homework. Cultural homework. Uh, mesh baseball caps. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't feel Why? racist. That don't feel racist to you? And them damn sports glasses. The ones with the, oh, the blue. Yeah, yeah, those glasses, absolutely. Them yeah, absolutely, sunglasses. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, the, and the fake mask neck thing. The gators? Them. Yes, that. Yep, oh, that. my gosh. I so, I don't understand all all why that, that one hate group took... The gators and the sunglasses and, well, their baseball caps weren't mesh, but they were baseball caps that were, like, nice and firmly bent in the on the brim. <laughs> you know they bend them in. You know, we like to wear ours flat like a plate. They like to bend yeah. theirs in with, with the hate that they feel. <sighs> every time they think about, every time they want to say the N-word, they just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the claw. It comes down, just squeezes just that. <laughs> every, time they, every time they see a black person do, do it good, they just squeeze that hat. Squeeze it, yep. But yes, yeah. that the gator, the neck gator, yeah, that. that but why oh, did they pick the Best Buy uniform 
as the new racist uniform. Like, it's khakis and a blue polo. Like, what are we doing? even understand. What are we doing? Or someone said, the, someone said it was the Staples uniform because, like, there was once where they were marching and they had the red shirts on. Talking yes, about, you will yep. not replace us. I'm like, honey, if you don't show up for your shift at Staples, they absolutely will <laughs> replace they will. you. They will. Immediately. And they have no problem. The they have, yeah, okay, Target as well. <laughs> Target doesn't feel racist. No. no, 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 not at all. Target, no, is, at Target all. is an ally. Target is an accomplice. Absolutely. Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's also, yes, also accomplices. Yep. Yes, yep. Yep. does yep. not feel racist at all. Mm-mm. Not even close. Uh, what else you got? Uh, NASCAR. That is all. That is overtly racist. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't feel like it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, we'll scratch that. Well, that's just just racist, racist. You might as well put up the Confederate flag. <laughs> just just I fly mean, it. They should just fly it. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead Free and fly it. Any school named after a Confederate general? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I don't care. Yep. I don't care. You can have the most progressive. Y'all can have the most progressive teachers in there. If it's named after mm-hmm. a, a Confederate general, it's racist. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have to change name. You do. You simply do. I have to name. Country yep. fairs. <laughs> Country fairs I, don't feel racist to you. They they do. They feel like you're you're not supposed to be there. I no. Not to be there. No, they don't invite our kind. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. No. We're supposed to be entering in the back. No, we're supposed to be unloading the truck and leaving. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. I think that's all I have. I'm making the. I had TikTok. Tick. <laughs> Kalita, you TikTok know I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask a follow up question about TikTok. Okay. Why? Why does TikTok feel racist? Um, it just does to me. Like they, like you as a black creator, I see that you can't say a lot of things. Mm. But if if you post something and the others come and kind of. The others? I hate you. you. Did you call them the others? Uh, Okay, let me behave. (laughs) I'm calling them. And they start spewing nonsense under your page. That's okay. Making all those comments, that's fine. But the original post is not. See, she she sees. She sees what the folks be doing. And I'm not a content creator. But I I be be seeing. And they be talking. And they be terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do. They do. They do. Yeah. Not okay at all. Yeah. You know how I feel about that, though? There's this thing called reaping and sowing. I mean, yes, absolutely. And, like, you know how, like, you're, we as a family are crazy about our children, crazy behind mm-hmm. our children. I can only imagine how crazy God is behind his kids. And so I'm Accurate. like, I-, I wanted to say this, and I can't. And I got this from Jade Next Day. <laughs> Shout out to Jade Next Day, another great, phenomenal, hilarious podcast that also did this same exact topic um but they they pick different stuff um but yes i love jade next day uh jade said she she started telling people something bad's gonna happen to you Mm -hmm. she said i don't have anything to do with it but something bad's gonna happen to you i wanted to say that and i'm like if i say this they're gonna say i threatened them true But I'm not saying I'm going to make the bad thing mm-hmm. happen. I'm just telling you it's going to happen. It's going to happen to you. And I'm not I'm not so, wishing it. I'm just making you nope. aware. Something bad is going to happen to you. When it does, you're going, I'm going to flash across your memory. Uh, literally, so, this moment right here. Sit your ass down mm-hmm. and leave <clears throat> me alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. TikTok does feel racist. Um, mm-hmm. You got anything else? Um, 
We no, would... I think just pharmaceutical commercials. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> All right. Follow up question. I just have to keep asking you questions. Why pharmaceutical uh, commercials leak? Um, because I am a sciencey person. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear the the side effects rattled off afterwards, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I know that side effects for people of color are worse because they generally do not test those medicines on people of color, Mm-mm. but they very much so are on all our TVs and all our mm-hmm. stations. So, yes, targeted. So, very targeted. Mm. So, I have to ask you about all the medications. Should I start taking any? <laughs> Probably not. You don't mm. think you need any medications. No, no, no. I'm saying if, if, if I prescribe something, I'll ask you about it. Oh, yes, it. absolutely. Let's chat about it. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm not prescribed anything. Just, just vitamins and minerals. <laughs> Just juices and berries. Just juices and berries. Just juices and berries. Kalita, this was so great. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and talking the foolishness that is things that seem racist and aren't. Um, Kalita, can you tell the folks where to find you, where to follow you, where how to support Uh you? Not at all. Okay. Wonderful. Whitney is the podcast. I am the normal. Not posting, very much in the background, boring. She's incredible person. and hilarious and brilliant. As you have heard, she's wonderful. <laughs> and you, you see, I told you I had to get her from somewhere. She's my first friend. No, not the at all. The conversations that we've had. All you. I, I give you if credit. If you want to see my cakes, they could get on Instagram and do Ruthie's Bakery. But yes, Ruthie's Bakery. I'm a very boring human, so. She's a fantastic human. Thank you so much Aww, for your time today, you. Lee. Oh, uh, anytime. Y'all, isn't Kalita hilarious? (laughs) She's so funny and so smart. And oh my gosh, like, I just, she's so funny. Like, she doesn't think that she's funny at all. She just starts talking. But like, she's one of those people who can literally just talk and are funny. And I think that that's a gift um, that not a lot of people like appreciate. Like, yes, we appreciate the comedians who make us laugh. Uh, but you gotta, y'all gotta consider that to be funny, you have to be thoughtful because you have to take something nine times out of 10, you know, if you're not being a bully, like certain other popular, um, comedians that y'all love to just let be problematic. Um, if you're not being a bully and just bullying people to be funny, you have to be thoughtful. You have to actually think critically about things and you have to dismantle those things. And then you have to find the funny. Sometimes you have to find the funny in the thing. And so I really appreciate sitting down with her and talking about things that aren't necessarily racist, but they feel like it. Um, Just dope. Just hilarious. Um, Just so funny. Um, Yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed that. I have just a few quick things. Just a few quick things to wrap things up. We didn't get to talk about these things last week. And I just wanted to come on and offer my opinions. Um, I know that a lot of you who listen to the show are not Christian. I know that a lot of y'all don't necessarily believe what I believe in faith. Y'all don't, that does not resonate with you. That has not tapped in with you. Respect. I understand it. I listen. That's, that's you. That's where you are. Um, but this particular thing that I'm getting ready to talk to, I need to talk to the Christians. So if you're not Christian, you are more than welcome to stay. Um, I won't call you nosy. I just need to get some things off of my chest 
from one Christian to the others. Okay. All right. Now that I talked to y'all, Hey, fellow believers, um, we need to get more loud about inappropriate, disgusting, terrible, abysmal behavior. We do not get to sit back and be quiet about the goings on, the things that we have been seeing, the things that have upset us, the things that have clearly upset a lot of people. Um, We don't get to do that. We don't get to sit back and just watch people get hurt, watch people get taken down, watch people be harmed. That's not okay. Um, I'm speaking specifically about one Kim Burrell and one TD Jakes. And it sucks because I, I look up to TD Jakes, but here's the thing. We don't expect our pastors, preachers, leaders to be infallible. We expect them to be human beings, we, but we do expect them to have a level of cultural awareness and understanding, Right? So Kim Burrell, I don't even know the church that she went to. I have been told that it is a church that has been largely problematic in and of itself. Um, Those exist for better or for worse. It's disgusting. Um, Jesus said that, you know, they will know you by your fruit. Um, And he's looking for trees with a certain type of fruit. Like if he's looking for oranges and you come up as a pear, he's not looking for that. (laughs) He's looking for oranges. Shout out to pears. Pears are actually some of my favorite fruits but y'all get the point if jesus is looking for fruit and you ain't got none you're not what jesus is looking for right jesus is looking for a church without spot or wrinkle jesus is looking for compassion and kindness jesus is looking for people who are aware of what's going on in the world and are looking for him to guide us and how to help, how to assist, how to work. Christians should some of the be, should be some of the kindest and busiest, not busiest, productive, most productive people on the planet. We should be. We should be if we were living as Jesus taught us to be. Because he said when he was talking about and I don't mean to preach, but when he's talking about when you fed the poor, when you were with the sick, when you visited the incarcerated, you were visiting me and then the sheep that he gathered, who he was talking to and said, well, when did we see you? We didn't see you when we were doing those things. We were just doing those things. And Jesus answers them. And he said, when you do those things unto the least of them, you are doing those things for me. Right. Kimberell stood her happy ass up and decided to, to berate people who were impoverished and people who she perceived to be ugly before trying to sing a song. Right. And Demetria Lucas said it best. Um, go listen to Ratchet and Respectful. Like, I love that show. Go listen to that show um, if you want further insight. Because I'm not going to be on this topic too long. Uh, but Kim Burrell stood her happy ass up and berated people who were poor and people who she perceived to be ugly. And if that is an anti-Christ, I'm not calling her an anti-Christ. I'm saying that the behavior is antithetical to who Christ is. Right? Christ rolled with the blue collar workers. He rolled with sex workers. He rolled with people who culture 
would cast aside, cast out. That's the people who he chose. Those are the people who he worked with, right? Go read your Bible. Go read your Bible and see. I'm not lying. I'm not making this up. Jesus chose those people deliberately to be the vessels of his message. Think about it. Why else would he cho choose to be born of a woman in a time where women were viewed as property? Why else would he choose to have the first people, the very first people to proclaim the gospel to be women, which in, in that culture, at that time, in that society were viewed as property? <laughs> Why else would he choose fishermen and tax collectors, um, people, people from small towns, people who didn't have big names, people who weren't rich and fancy and well-known to come down to. Why would else would he be born of shepherds who at that time were viewed as your, your, your blue collar workers? Why else would he come to those people when he could have came to kings? He could have came to emperors. He could have came to leaders. If that's what he was concerned with, he wasn't. That's not who he was concerned with. You get what I'm saying? And here we go Kim Burrell talking about living in a trailer home and living in, you know, if you've had to change your name um, on your light bill and stuff like that. And she says she wasn't talking about choices. And I get it. I get what she's trying to say. I don't understand why it's in a Christian context. Um, also, if you have to tell people that you're funny, that means you're not. <laughs> if you have to stand up before a crowd and say, hey, you know, I'm funny. I joke around sometimes. Like, you're not. That means you're not funny. That means you're not. Because the people will laugh. The people will tell you that you're funny. Okay. You're being inappropriate in a pulpit. You're being loud and inappropriate, mean, condescending, and very antithetical to the Christian, to Christ rather, not Christian, to the, to the message of Christ. And that burns my grits in ways I can't describe because there's someone out there who was on their last dollar, their last dime, someone out there who in the middle of this recession, you know, may have just put their last bit in that offering plate. You know, there's someone who is just clinging, fucking clinging to hope, clinging, clawing their way out of darkness. And if you don't know, if you are new here, hey, hi, that was me at one point, clinging, God, please do something because I have nothing left. I have nothing left. I am at the bottom. I am at the very end of my rope. I'm at the very end of my being. I don't know what else to do other than to lay down and die. I have nothing else. I got nothing else. And they claw and crawl and belly slide their way into church because that's the only place they know to go to get help. And here you come in your fancy fake Christianity and you have the audacity to tear them down further disgusting disgusting and I don't care to read her apology I saw her apology where she 
the second one where she basically just lied and said like, oh, my lawyer told me to say that. But the first apology was, yes, I see that I've offended some people. And if I offended you, then I'm sorry. But I don't think it's okay. In essence, what she says is, I don't think it's okay that you guys are calling me out for the thing that I said that was not okay, that was offensive to you. Even though I'm supposed to be sorry that I somehow maybe possibly hurt your feelings. That's not an apology. That's not an apology. Keep it. Keep that. Keep it. May the Lord deal with you the way you have dealt with others. Just unkind. Just unkind. And y'all know that burns my grits. That burns my grits. Christian or not, you can be kind. But especially, especially children of Christ who know him, who read his book, who have read his, who have read his word, who was supposedly has spent time with him in prayer and in meditation and so we hear all the time that damn cliche that you may be the only Bible that people ever read. What kind of Bible are you preaching to people out here in the world who I don't know if you notice, but it is literally the 10 fucking plagues out here. We got boils and, and, and sores happening. We got rumors of wars happening. We got, well, that that's, that's revelations. Y'all sorry. I'm mixing up all of my plagues. Um, <laughs> We've got illness. We've got natural disasters. I don't know if you looked outside. It's looking very uh, Ten Commandments-ish out there. So <clears throat> if we are supposed to be the bearers of hope, if we are supposed to be the, the, the bearers of the word, if we were supposed to be the bearers of, of light and of joy and of, of, of freedom and liberation, then how dare we? How dare we? Especially us. Okay. All right, that's enough on Kim Burrell because I could keep going. Um, T.D. Jakes. I am extraordinarily disappointed that you took your time during Father's Day to downplay, to dismantle, and to basically attack the majority of the people who are paying to keep your buildings, your ministry afloat. And I'm talking about black women. You come in on the pulpit to talk about how essentially black women are the reason why black families are falling apart because we're corporate women. And because we come in saying, I don't need you. I don't need you to do this. I don't need you to do that. I don't need you to do this. Well, I don't understand why that's a problem. I don't understand why that's a problem when a woman tells you that she doesn't need you. Because here's the thing. Y'all, for men, men in particular, y'all keep saying that y'all want to be needed. Y'all don't want to be needed. Mm -mm. Nobody wants a needy anybody, okay? Needy people don't, nobody, you don't want that. What you want to be is wanted, but you don't want to be wanted because that comes with people having the option to want you or not. See, this is the first time in history where men have been optional, Right. Where lives of men have been optional, at least in this, you know, Eurocentric, Eurocentric culture that we find ourselves living in. This is like the first time, very first time. And, you know, like I said, at, there was a time where women were property. And then after that, you know, like if you look back, not even that far to our grandparents, great grandparents, women could even own property at some point. I'm black. So, you know, we couldn't do too, too much outside of breathe and work. Um, 
<clears throat> but looking at like white women, like they couldn't have credit cards. They couldn't own property. They couldn't make certain decisions that with, with their doctors without their husband's consent, stuff like that. And you look up and here we are in a time where women are not necessarily even making the same amount of money that their male counterparts are, which that blows my mind because this is like, we're in 2022. Why aren't we not doing equal pay for equal work? There's no justification for it. And I feel like anyone who finds out that that is happening should sue the pants off the, off the, um, the companies they work for. Like, I don't understand equal pay for equal work. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. Like logical sense. I also don't understand why women's products, why we're paying more for razors, um, just because they're pink. I don't understand the pink tax. I don't understand why we're getting paid less and paying more for things. That just, that's just ridiculous to me. It doesn't make sense. Moving along. T.D. Jakes said that women are becoming men. We're raising women to become men and they're loud and they're obnoxious and they're nasty and stuff like that. I'm like, so is that how you think men behave? You think men behave loud and aggressive and assertive and nasty? Huh? You're not making a good point here, doc. Like clean it up. I'm waiting for the cleanup. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm even making any sense, but I don't appreciate how vilified the working corporate woman is when, you know, as if she's antithetical to family, as if she's antithetical to love, as if she's antithetical to everything, you know, that she may want, you know, she may want the family. She may want the love life. She may want the relationship. Um, she may not, and that's her business and she's entitled to and empowered to make that decision. She shouldn't have to need a man to survive. She shouldn't have to need a man to thrive. She has her own ingenuity, her own brilliance, her own God given talent. And I don't see why we need to continue to vilify women who are brilliant, excellent, doing the things that they, they need to do, um, doing the things that they want to do. And then having the choice, I think the choice is the thing that scares men because they've never been a choice before. They've always been needed. And so they never even really needed to even be liked. They could treat people, they could treat their housewives, like, cause there were housewives at the time, um, a certain way they could treat their children a certain way. They could be rude. They could be crass, but because they were putting a roof over their head, they could treat them any type of way that they want. Um, and it's very, very interesting that we now come down to when we're talking about the family, we point fingers at the woman when the man is equally as culpable, if not more so, if not more so this woman, like I said, the choice is the scary thing because men in history have never had to be a choice. They never had to be an option. They never had to be a decision. You know, someone had to say like, I like you. And I want to spend time with you. They never had that. And so they are learning now what women have known all along is how to be likable. <laughs> Which is very funny to watch because like they're just imploding on themselves. Like it's, it's a, and so rather than, you know, making themselves likable, you know, these type of men, I'm not talking about men in general, but these types 
of men who bash women for following their dreams, who bash women for achieving their goals, who bash women who, quite frankly, can afford the lifestyle that they want and have no shame in it. And instead of becoming likable, these types of men would rather bash the women. And then you stand up in your pulpit and affirm those guys because nothing brings men together like bashing women. Nothing at all. You, you took your Father's Day sermon where you could talk about, you know, so many different things. There's so many great stories in the Bible itself to talk about fatherhood. We could talk about, you could take something from culture to talk about fatherhood. There's a lot of conversations that we could have about fatherhood and what fatherhood looks like, especially in this coming generation. I bet you people will have their minds blown when we talk about fatherhood in this generation and how I'm seeing some of my friends be better fathers to their children than any of their fathers and grandfathers were ever, ever. Just dynamic men involved, like heavily involved, like, and they themselves come from families that didn't have that. Like, it's just, it's blowing my mind in the most positive, beautiful, wonderful way. And it just, I don't know, maybe take your time for your Father's Day sermon to talk about that instead of bashing the women who, you know, 70% of your attendants who come to church are black women. So maybe... Take that time to talk about fatherhood. Focus on the men. Focus on the men. Right? Okay. Um, I need to get that off my chest. Because um, y'all know, now I'm talking to everybody, not just the Christians. Y'all know, y'all know how I feel. Like, I cannot stand when I see us acting poorly. It's one thing when you see the Christian nationalists act crazy because like they're just they're worshiping the God of white supremacy. They're not even they're not even Jesus is gonna come back and look at them so sideways and they're gonna look at him sideways because he's not gonna look like the way they, they want them. That little picture that they have with the long with the Jesus with the red Remy and the 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 sharp blue eyes, they're gonna be really surprised because Listen, they said hair like wool. This is what the book said. Hair like wool, woolly hair, feet like brass. What color is brass? Okay. And someone's going to be like, eh, it doesn't matter what color Jesus is. I mean, if you look at the cultural context, it does. Jesus had to go hide out in Egypt. In, you know, the time where, you know, the pyramids were relatively new. I'm just kidding about the relatively new. They're thousands of years old at that point when Jesus came on the scene. But yes, you know, compared, compared to they were newer then than they were now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to laugh because it's ridiculous that two people, I didn't, I didn't really care for Kimberell, but TD Jake's like, I never thought that you would be one of these people who were like trying to tear women down. Like looking at, Corporate women, who you call corporate women, women who have made a life for themselves, who have men as an option when women have been the option for the longest, but God forbid, God forbid. Anyway, I'm gonna get off that. Um, back to talking to y'all. I just, I'm, I get so frustrated when we don't live up to the expectations, self-included, of, of Christ, that he expected us to be salt to the earth, um, that he expects us to be people who 
are ambassadors of him. And if this is the way the ambassadorship looks, I don't, I wouldn't want it either. I wouldn't want it either. Mm-mm. And unlike certain folks, I'm very loud about my disgust of problematic Christians. Um, and can still love the church and can still love Christ and can still say like, look, we, there's so much more we need to be doing and we need to do so much better because, because we should, if we really love Jesus, if we really honor him, if we real, I can understand people who don't love him and I get that. That's, that's your thing. But for those of us who really love him, really trust him and really follow this book and really read these words and really internalize this thing and really have lived a victorious life because of it, we should be doing better. Um, all right. I'm getting off my Christian soapbox. Um, yeah, y'all. What an episode. <laughs> we've gone high and we've come low, but we are back. Um, I am so excited to, to have this time with you guys. Thank you guys so much for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Please don't forget to leave a review wherever you are listening to the show. Please drop five stars and leave a few words to let folks know what you think about the show. Thank you guys for sharing. I just got the sweetest, the sweetest DM from, um, from a, one of you guys. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell names, so I won't at this time, but this person shared with me the sweetest DM that said that y'all were recommending my podcast in your groups. Um, when people were asking about new podcasts to listen to, and that means everything, everything to me. I have worked on this show for, um, um, sheesh, has it been, it's over three years. Yeah. Yeah. Lord y'all, the time has just been flying by, but, um, I sincerely, deeply, wholeheartedly appreciate all of the love and all the support and all of just y'all being awesome. Y'all are fantastic. And thank you. Thank you so much. Um, don't forget that you can join the dopest group of patrons around on my Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Whitney Elise. There's five different tiers you can join. You guys get the first looks, the first bit of Whitney news, like wherever I'm writing, um, wherever I'm sharing, uh, anything that's going on in my world, you guys get the first bit of that. Um, some stuff is just exclusive for that community. Earl said we were going to shoot the reclaimed, um, side note. And Earl said he's, he's nervous. He wants to get his hair cut before he shoots it. I think he looks good. Y'all let me know, please. DM me so I can show him that y'all don't care about his haircut and that y'all want this reclaim side note because he's hilarious and it's going to be funny and I cannot wait to share that with you. Also, let me know if y'all want a reclaim side note with Kalita. Um, she has also expressed concern about her appearances in which I said I often show up with two Minnie Mouse uh, puffs on my head um, and once I showed up in my pajamas just to show <laughs> It's less about the appearance. It's more about the fun and interactive uh, aspect of that part of the podcast. So, yes, if you guys want to see past episodes of the Reclaim podcast, they are up and they are on Patreon. Um, just become a patron and subscribe. I would deeply appreciate y'all. Uh, I adore y'all. Thank y'all so much for the support. I will include the link to my latest work on parents. Um, 
and yeah, I'm getting back to these, uh, these deadlines. Cause we got big things, big things happening. We're making, we're making the dream happen. You guys have rolled with me since I first wrote these things down in my journal, that this was the dream. And here we are. And I deeply, sincerely, sincerely appreciate y'all. I adore y'all. Um, please be well, be safe. And as always, peace y'all. Bye.